Welcome back to another episode of Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Jeremy Sternhagen, and with me is my co-host. I'm Tyson Ferris. And we host the Minute by Minute podcast, The Real Jaws Minute. We sure do. And today we are covering Into the Night Minute 67. Yes, Into the Night Minute 67. Minute 67 starts with a zoom into ships with Ed and Diana and Amy. And it ends with Amy and Diana staring at Ed while Amy pours coffee. Mm-hmm. I was at rapt attention for the full minute. <laughs> oh, I did it again. I just bashed the movie right out of the gate. <laughs> I uh, I like um, I like that it feels like we are kind of come into the middle of this conversation. Oh yeah, they've been there for a little bit. Yes. Good editing tactic. Yeah. So I like that they're kind of already conversing. They've already conversed about a bunch of things, and we kind of are just thrown a bit haphazardly into the middle of this. We've been watching the movie play out, and now we are watching them talk about the movie play out. Yes. And this is a uh, – Is it even exposition? Or It kind it- of – you know, I, I don't think it's exposition, but what I think it – is it's it's like almost exposition to to like plaster over possible plot holes. Hmm. Yeah. Right. It. Every. But there is a lot of there is some good character development here in these minutes. I think that's the biggest purpose that these next few minutes serve is you're getting to know these characters mm-hmm. and you're seeing them together and, and they're getting to know each other and they're not being pursued. Yeah. And it's yep. good. And it's a nice breather. It's a breather scene. Yeah. It's, uh, cause the movie has just been so fast paced. Yeah. This is, this is kind of the Indian and uh, Indiana and, uh, Marion, uh, in the, Unbowed. in the captain's quarters sort of scene, you know? Yeah. Not quite as, not quite as sexy, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it does the job. I was going to say that scene ended like that scene. That scene in Raiders told a very concise story and ended with a payoff. Yeah. And I think by design, this movie doesn't end with payoffs. Like many of the scenes just sort of fizzle. Fizzle. Yeah. But again, that's like, I think perhaps by design, that's, Mm -hmm. it's, I was thinking, have you seen the movie um, After Hours by Martin Scorsese? Yes. Very similar. Yeah, that that is kind of a, a all over the place film, if as I recall. Yes. Um, yeah. And put in a lot more bizarre and crazy and sometimes unnecessary camera moves. And After Hours is a much more kinetic movie. Um, I'll say this: I've seen After Hours more than once, and I'm not sure. I cannot I, say that. I remember. In, I remember not caring for her after hours when I saw it. it Aside against, from Griffin Dunn, um, yeah. I always tend to like him. Judged against other Scorsese works, it's near the bottom. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But. 
and which which I was judging it as yes. against other Scorsese. So that's uh, kind of the problem when you're a director like Martin Scorsese and you just want to, you know, make a movie. Yeah, you don't want to try to. I mean, the the view you have of like a Martin Scorsese is that every movie he makes, he's gunning for a best picture. Not, I mean, not that he wants to. Yeah, but he's that good that sure he's anything less than that is like a subpar work for him. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. Who's able to do that is, uh, Spielberg. I think he's able to really go between the, I think when you're making a movie every like Spielberg anymore is like one movie a year kind of guy. And that kind of, I think when you're putting out that much product, you're kind of, everyone knows you're like, is he doing a film a year still? Um, I know. I know Alan does. I think Spielberg's like every three years or so. Yeah. I mean, well, in the last few years, what do we have? We had Redder Player One, The Post. Um, yeah, but he rushed The Post. That was, that was not. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't typical, I don't think. But yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, John Land is certainly not as prolific as Steven Spielberg or Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Um, so we have Amy Heckerling in this minute. Yeah, Amy Heckerling, a great director. Um, very successful. Um did you know she was did you recognize her? Did you know she was in this minute? Uh certainly not. I did mm. not recognize her. Um Although when he called her by name, I was like Oh, her yeah, she plays Amy. Yeah, she plays Amy the waitress, uh, yeah. which is Anyway, um, so I did know who I did recognize her because I just didn't know Amy Heckerling by sight. I knew her by her work. The DVD of Fast Times at Ridgemont High has a big documentary and she's interviewed in it extensively. So I and I love that movie. So I've seen that documentary a bunch. So okay, I knew, I knew cool. exactly what she looked like. Yeah, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was her debut. Uh, then she followed it with Johnny Dangerously, which is kind of a cult classic. Never seen it. I should. Um, yeah, it's kind of a send-up of gangster movies from, like, the 30s, which... Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, Michael Keaton and Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Um, I've probably seen bits and pieces. I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, yeah. a, it's a fun movie, um, especially if you know that... You watch it and you're like, in early, the early 80s, like, who was this for? Yeah. Like, because they're doing a send-up of, like, James the James Cagney and, and, uh, uh, Edward G. Robinson, like gangster movies. And I was like, was that something people were really champing at the bit for? Well, think about in, in, in 1984 or something or 83. Well, we're 40 years removed from star Wars. Sure. And so you could argue like we're in this, you know, here in the late 20 teens, we're getting this huge onslaught of, you know, eighties, seventies and eighties, recycled movies sure sure for nostalgia's sake so maybe you know the 40 and 50 year olds of the 80s were chomping at the bit for well apparently they weren't because it was it was <laughs> not well received so um yeah not not just was it not well received like critically it wasn't really well received uh it might have been well received critically but nobody went and saw it mm. in the theaters so um but i know it's gotten kind of a cult following uh, yeah. since then um and then she, yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, she would have done or Europe, European yeah, Vacation. The, uh, she would have done probably right before she did this. Probably, yeah. And that one, every time I watch it, I'm, I, that's kind of one of those ones where it's when it's on, you're like, ooh, 
the Griswolds, this is a good movie. And then you get about 15 minutes into that one. You're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't summer vacation or is Christmas. And it's not Christmas vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's that weird middle one. I know they made a couple more, but I've never seen it. The Vegas one, but yeah. European uh, vacation has its moments, but it certainly does. Um, I remember my, my, uh, Prepubescent mind seems to recall um, some European boobies. Uh, in European being, vacation? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I then, probably saw it on TBS every time it was on. So I yeah. I, I may have. I, it's possible I've never I think Ru- I think Rusty was making out with some yeah. European hottie and she like shows her boobs. That's so. one of the one of the weird traits I remember of those movies <laughs> is the kids are never played by the same actors and they change ages a lot. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of their uh, version of what Bond does with. Uh, uh, oh, like M and Money Penny and. Well, no, no, no. With uh, specifically. Um, uh, Felix uh, Leiter. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, well, Felix Leiter and yeah. Uh, Blofeld. Oh yeah, there you uh, go. Blofeld's never played by the same guy. Never the same guy twice. Yeah. So people, people are all up in arms about that. Uh, we're getting really off subject here. Uh, people are all up in arms that uh, Christoph Waltz wasn't coming back um, to play Bofeld in the, the upcoming Bond. And uh, I said, good. He shouldn't yeah. because we never have the same Blofeld twice. So yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I thought it was a good thing. Keeps with yep. convention. They're going to write in that he changed his face again. Yeah. Like they did in all the other ones. Yep. Um. So she has a line here that I'm a bit confused by Michelle or Amy, uh, Michelle. Okay. I think Amy just says you're welcome in this entire minute. Um, So he goes, this always works. He goes, this works. And she goes, it always has in reference to the Sundays that they're about to eat. Hmm. And so the way I take that, this, this happened, this thing that they've just had happen to them, this happens so often that she has a ship's Sunday ritual <laughs> to deal with it, to go along with being chased by the four stooges. Yeah. What also struck me that she's smoking, that still like, Oh yeah, that is a little jarring in today's world, but it's okay uh, if you're. Wa- I don't know why, but like if you're watching a black and white movie, you're like it never jumps out. But sure. if you're watching like a modern actors, you know, sure. Right? Can you imagine seeing like, you know, it just feels like modern actors just don't smoke ever. It's just like written out of scripts. Yeah, unless Even I mean, unless it's like character. the '70s, but as we get into the '80s, it's definitely less and less. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't actually. I can't say I remember that line about this always works. But anyway, it was just odd. Uh, she goes, "It always does," and then he goes, and then he goes, he says, "I." And then he eats a bite, and he goes, "I feel better." She goes, "Yeah, I might have to have two of these, or something <laughs> along those lines." And I just had the thought: I don't think I've ever ate a bite of ice cream and said I feel better. <laughs> oh, I usually regret it. <laughs> I'm the older I get in life, the more I begin to associate how I feel with what I eat. Yeah. 
Like, why do I feel terrible? Oh, I had ice cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun fact. Uh, uh, every, every CEO of Baskins Robbins has died of diabetes. Ooh. So yeah, not too surprising. Anyway, I'm not eating that much ice cream these days. (laughs) I'm more of a popsicle guy. Yeah. He said, as he drank some beer, (laughs) people don't take care of their bodies. Yep. Um, glug glug. So can we talk about the thriller jacket? That's funny that you say that because that's how it felt to me. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but yes, but a bright red jacket. It's red leather, man. Like yeah. maybe sans a few zippers, but. Um, well, if somebody had a thriller jacket in their uh, trunk, it'd be John Landis. So anyway, I think this jacket looks so good on Michelle Pfeiffer that I think it is a travesty that we only remember Michael Jackson's thriller jacket and not Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer's jacket. Cause man, that is a bitchin' jacket. And her, you know, in all of the eightiesness that goes on in this movie, like her, her hair and her earrings and her jacket, her whole ensemble, like it does not date, at least not to me. It doesn't date as bad as some of the other people do. Yeah. It's just, and she just looks so good in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. She really doesn't look a whole lot different now. You mentioned Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like she really does. I mean, she definitely looks older, but like not in a bad way. Like, um, she must've quit smoking. Yeah. She might just be smoking for the scene. I mean, she has skin. Like she's never smoked even been around smoke in this movie. Like, I mean, she's porcelain, (laughs) you know? Um, well, it's a good thing this movie didn't derail her career further. I don't know what she, what was she in after this? Dangerous Liaisons? I think that might've been just before this. That was definitely after this. Was that after? Yeah. No, yeah, that was after. No, Grease 2 was before this. That was her first, she was that and then Scarface. Yeah. I'm sure that, I don't know, I could have looked it all up. Yeah. But I do, I remember Dangerous Liaisons because that was a movie that, I remember when it came out, I remember the marketing blitz around it. It just felt like it was on, there was commercials for it on just TV everywhere. all the time. And my parents were all this, like everyone wanted to watch it. And then I remember when my parents brought it home on video, they were just like, you have to go to bed. You can't be around when we watch this salacious movie. Sure. So yeah. I associated Michelle Pfeiffer with like, she's in just bottled sex. She's in movies. I can't watch. <laughs> And so it totally made sense when she was, she was like the leg lamp for you. Yeah. (laughs) She was, she was the warm glow of electric sex in the window. (laughs) So she was, so when they cast her in Batman returns, I'm just like, Oh, well of course she's like, that's, that's all Michelle Pfeiffer does is 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 walk around and be hot. (laughs) Torture prepubescent boys. (laughs) Okay, so I have a little directing. Uh, uh, I'm going to harp on the directing a little bit oh, here. Okay. Well, um, I've been waiting for this uh, so, floodgates to open. So putting, and this is very specific, putting two more people over her shoulders in red jackets. Yep. That's bad direction. Yes, it is. When you have Michelle Pfeiffer looking like Michelle Pfeiffer in her bitchin' red leather 80s jacket, 
And then you put two more person over each of her shoulders in red. It's just distracting. Yeah. It, uh, it draws your eye away and it's not good direction. I'm sorry. Totally. And I'll just, since we're harping on the direction, I just think overall, like the. It's the, not incompetently directed. I don't think. No, I, I'm going to just feel like. <sighs> I'll harp on the editing as being. Perhaps the it's most. It's a bit leisurely in its edit. It literally, it's almost like you may as well be hearing John Landis yell action and cut at the end of every shot. Like, nope, that needs to be two seconds short. I feel like you could cut at least 15 to 20 minutes of just shoe leather. Yes. Out of nothing, this. You wouldn't lose anything. And you wouldn't lose anything. All the scenes yeah. would play the same. The beats would play the same. And it would just, everything would just happen quicker it would change the pacing of the movie possibly that you'd, you'd lose some of the car driving sequence them getting places yeah. you'd lose some of that there's you know? a lot of that in a lot the of that a lot and of that and it seems it like actually reminded me of an early bond film yeah. in that way <laughs> uh, where you just have bond walking through airports and yep. walking to cars and getting in cars and getting out of cars and going you know there's uh there's tons of that in this movie and it seems exactly for almost the same reason like well we gotta like we need a little bb king so let's just show the car pulling up to the building like and sometimes that car stuff works like you know uh when you got the the king lives you know yeah uh rolling around that's that's a genuinely funny joke um I do. I just remember watching this movie today and just going like, okay, come on. Got it. <laughs> okay. Next let's scene. get going. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. I felt so, that way too. Tighten up the editing, change out the score for something that is. A I could even cool. leave the score. I, it, it doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. I do think it doesn't quite fit, but it, this is a weird quirky movie that has a quirky soundtrack to boot. So um, yeah. Um, I could even leave that, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, the pacing is a bit off. You got anything else for minute 67? Wait, is it? No, it's in the next minute, I think. Where? So this ends Amy. with Amy pouring coffee. Okay. Yep. Then that's it. All. That's all I got for this minute. Okay, cool. Well, folks, um, Jeremy, where can these uh, guys uh, uh, find us? And Well... They can find the Into the Night Minute podcast on iTunes and Google Play and at the main website, nightminute.com. Social media is available at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. Cool. And uh, you can find uh, the real Jaws Minute if you want, if you're so inclined. We hope you that you are. Yeah. And uh, uh, you can find that... Uh, Anywhere uh, fine podcasts, podcasts are sold. Stitcher. They're not sold, are they? No. <laughs> they should be. They should be. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, well, uh, guys, uh, join us next time right here on Into the Night Minute. Bye. Bye. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. Oh.